0: Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live.
1: Good morning and welcome to Investor Schooling Live, coming to you from Investor Schooling headquarters. I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhaus. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. Get ready to learn real estate and stock option investing. Call us with your questions at any time during our show, 855 939 1137. That's right, man, we're a live program. 855 939 1137. Don't worry about what we're talking about. If you got a question, just call us up. We love to talk to our listeners. Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick and mortar building. That's correct. We are local Philadelphia guys, accessible to our students a minimum of two nights per week. You want to learn this business? You want to learn the business of real estate investing? You want to learn the business of stock option investing? You want to learn it from people who live it every day. Hey, Larry, what's happening? Do we really live it every day? I think there's no question we live it every day.
0: I know. It's like playing one long game of Monopoly.
1: Well, my rules are much more realistic than the rules of the actual game. First of all, in the actual game, you have to go around the whole board once before you can buy anything. What's the point of that? Well, that's
0: the point yeah. of that is being 18. So you have in... to go from, from age zero to 18. So that's, that's your going
1: around the board once. Well, we decided to skip that part. Right. We, we start buying immediately. Okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> and, you don't, and you can build on any property you want just like you can in real in life. Time. You don't need to buy three houses in a row before you can actually build. So I have to talk to you
0: about something else that's interesting. Yeah, what's that? So you, you got really upset. So you know we, we, have, we have this ongoing gag. For you guys who haven't listened to this show in a really long time or haven't listened to the show, we have this ongoing gag. There was this caller who called us one day, and they called us. They heard the number on the phone, and they heard Phil's voice, and they actually called, and this is what they called him. He sounds like a mafioso shyster. So they actually said this to him. They didn't say anything to him. They said it to the person who answered the phone, and we recorded the conversation. We record all the calls that come into the, into the school. And Phil, and Phil and Phil got all upset about it, and he did this big rant a couple of months ago on the air. But, you know, the other day, every once in a while, I tease Phil, and I go, you know, you sound like... He sounds like a mafioso shyster. So he started to get upset about this recently. I noticed yesterday you were kind of upset about this, weren't you? No, I was really just messing around. You were just messing around? Really? Yeah. I I don't believe it.
1: In order for someone's opinion to bother me, I first have to respect that person's opinion.
0: In order for (laughs) someone's opinion to bother you, I don't get that one.
1: What part don't you get? In order for someone's opinion to bother me, I first have to respect that person's opinion.
0: Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, I got, you know, I just want you to know that, you know, I've taken it to another level now, right? Yeah, sure. Suggestions? Phil. I don't know how qualified this guy Falcone is, but he sounds like a mafioso shyster.
1: I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful.
0: He sounds like a mafioso shyster, mafioso shyster, mafioso shyster.
1: Any suggestions, Phil? Make them beautiful, beautiful,
2: beautiful, mafioso shyster,
1: beautiful.
2: He sounds like a mafioso
0: shyster. So, Paul, do we need to give Paul a raise for this or do we need to fire Paul for creating I this? think you should
1: fire his ass because, let's be honest, uh, what the radio show's purpose is to promote the school. Now, if potential students think that I'm a mafioso shyster because some jackass from New Jersey decided to uh, call up and say... I sound like a mafioso shyster. Who the <laughs> hell cares what this dork says? I've called him out to come on this radio show twenty times, or to call us, and he's too chicken to do so. Okay. So at this <laughs> <I don't... laughs> point, you know, and now you're making commercials that you want to run about the mafioso shyster. Uh, I don't really think that this is the highest and best use of us, you know, talking I know. about. I also just want sort to of remind
0: you that we are on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You should see my my board's lighting up here from the uh, producer going, oh, "Oh, take make him make him quiet, make him quiet." <laughs> all right. Anyway, so if you guys want to call in about any questions about real estate, stock options, or anything else that has to do with money, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. So, you I want sim-
1: to talk a little bit about the topics today? Let's do it. Okay, so what will happen to landlords who cannot evict It's a a big, uh, very important topic to me because, you know, I sit around and see that they got a moratorium on evictions for over a year in Philadelphia and possibly nationwide. Uh, I'm not really paying enough attention to Biden to know what the heck he's doing, but, uh, you know, that's a big concern. Imagine if landlords can't evict their tenants who don't pay them. Why would the tenants pay them in the first place? What are the landlords supposed to do? So I see a lot of uh pre-foreclosures foreclosures foreclosures, and a lot of landlords walking away from their properties which is a shame a real shame and i call that opportunity but okay yeah absolutely absolutely but uh, that's one of the reasons we're bringing it up another thing that i think uh another question that i put down is what will happen to landlords whose restaurants go under i'm already getting emails because i am a commercial building owner i'm already getting emails Uh, from people who are selling restaurants. And uh, I think that the tidal wave of restaurants is going to be coming soon. Um, Another thing I've noticed is I know about a bank that is renovating the facility, changing it to an all-drive-in bank. That's very interesting. I don't exactly understand why they're doing it. This is Univest. Univest is taking a standard branch that's near my house and they are turning it into an all-drive-in branch. They are going to renovate the whole building to be completely drive-in. Wow. What's the point? I don't know. Maybe they think it'll give them some kind of advantage. Uh, we could talk about that in, yeah. in, in, when we get to the topic. Can you wholesale lease options? That's another question I put down today. Cool. Okay. With Zoom now a household word, what will happen to office buildings? So I've got some questions here. Uh, about the state of the commercial and residential real estate world and uh don't forget the most important topic that we ever talk about is stock options and our picks of the week you definitely want to hear this because this is the one topic that we can talk to you about at the end of our show that will make you money you know we get we
0: actually get calls into the school that people who listen to our show never been here they go i i played that play i made money i played that
1: play i made money
0: it's it's it's, it's amazing
1: I'm not surprised. Almost everybody in the school's making money. I know. Hey, by the way,
0: you know what? So far this year, hundred and seventy thousand since the beginning of this year, I made.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I I'm
0: I'm, like, I'm pretty excited. It's actually, it I'm, I'm about eighty
1: grand right now. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty. Happy. I know it's cool, right? Yeah, you know, that's like what people. Lots of people work a whole year to get half of that money. Oh
0: yeah, and by the way, <laughs> I just want to be clear. And if anybody wants to challenge me on this number, please come into the office. I will pull out my TD Ameritrade account, and I will show you these numbers because we're not making up numbers. We're telling you the truth.
1: Yeah, heck, half the time we put them up on Facebook. So. Yeah,
0: and we've not we put them on Facebook, but, but, but we actually I actually open my account during class and show my account. Yeah. So if I'm down a lot of money, and sometimes I am, if I'm down a lot of money, you see it. If I'm up a lot of money, you see it. So just understand that we are completely transparent and we're completely real. All right, so what do you want to go from here, Phil?
1: You want to start hitting some of these topics?
0: Yeah, let's do this real quick. Let's see. Let's just call out the, the call out number one more time. If anybody's out there, if you're in your car and you want to talk to us about anything that has to do with money, 855 939 1137. 855 939 1137. And if anybody wants to call, and, uh, call in and call Phil a mafiosa scheisser, that could be fun too. 855 939
1: 1137. Look, I've already fired the marketing guy, and now you're promoting him to have people call up. <clears throat> and say I'm a mafioso shyster? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's hit the first topic. Okay, what's what's going to happen to landlords who cannot evict their tenants?
0: Well, so <laughs> it depends on the landlord, obviously. <laughs> but the, the, my first, I mean, look, the, the, obvious, the obvious answer and the obvious problem here is they're not paying, the their tenants aren't paying their rent, the landlord isn't collecting money. The, however, the banks are, you know, they have a moratorium on payments, so it kind of could it could level off and could work out but it's going to be a nightmare uh, my biggest problem what with do you this... mean
1: what do you mean that you think the banks are not going to send a bill for fourteen thousand dollars to be paid. Oh, they're still they're
0: still, but but you don't have to make the payment for three or six months. I don't even know where we are at this point. I, I don't even know if it's been, <clears throat> if that's been if that's been finished okay, yet. Okay, I'll tell
1: you what. When COVID started, you and I were both in agreement that uh, the whole thing was a sham and a terrible idea. Not to make your money. Absolutely
0: true, and I I'm i just going to go there too. <laughs> I mean, but but I'm telling you, but look, like, first of all, if you have if you really can't make the payment, it's a good idea to to uh, you know take that deferment. I know people who have taken that deferment who have who normally would have no problem take, making that payment, and I think they they hurt themselves. I really think they're going to hurt themselves in the future. I, I told you what happened
1: thing. to me with Wells Fargo. There was a big welcome button on the Wells Fargo website yep. that said, defer your payment here. I clicked on the button. I decided to accept the deferment, although it didn't have an explanation. I sort of trusted them. And then I got a bill about seven weeks later for $5,300, which included... Three months of payments. Wow. Okay? And I immediately said, major red flag. I paid them their money, and I was gone from that program, never to talk about it again. Yeah, that program's
0: got a bunch of disadvantages. One, it's even possible that you can't get another mortgage for a couple of years because if you miss a mortgage payment, they won't give you a mortgage for a couple of years. Now, it's possible that they've got that built in, but I, I just don't like the idea if you can afford to make your payments, make your payments. But getting back to the landlords, I mean, look, you know, If you're if you're a building owner and you got one or two buildings and you struggle to buy these buildings and you leverage them pretty heavily and you know you're going to be in trouble. The other thing that's going to happen is eventually you're going to have to evict your tenant, and that also is going to be a nightmare. I mean, they're doing court cases now via Zoom. They're doing court. I mean, the court cases are all backed up. It's it's well, I've tried
1: to do. uh, I've tried to help my brother with uh, as a as a witness to do a uh, Zoom court hearing. And it's really difficult. You're sitting there staring at a blank screen for two hours. Wow, that's really yeah, bad. It's it's very ineffective. The whole yeah. system is a mess. Look, the system never worked. That's the that's the right. craziest thing. I've done many evictions in my life, about twenty five of them, and they, they it, The system never worked. It never worked efficiently. It was a mess when we didn't have COVID, when we didn't have a moratorium. So how do you take an entire year's evictions while politicians are promoting that tenants don't have to pay? It's going to be a mess beyond anyone's ability to ever fix.
0: I got to do a quick technical check on something. Why don't you go to the next topic?
1: Sure. Okay, so what will happen to landlords whose restaurants go under? Well, I think you're going to start to see the commercial real estate heading in a very negative direction quickly. Uh, It's obviously with a ton of vacancies available. That means that somebody who is looking for a commercial piece of real estate now has an abundance of properties to choose from. That is going to drive the cost down big time. So the, the value of commercial properties is going to plummet. The value of residential properties is most likely going to plummet as well. Uh, people are going to start picking up properties at sheriff sales and pre foreclosure strategies like su- like uh, like subject to or like doing a short sale, and these properties are going to lower the comps. So I think you, I think. The real estate market is headed for a a big correction over the next couple of years, and it could last a while. I remember uh, I started in this business in 1989. 1989 was not a great year to start buying real estate, but I started anyway. That's when I started. And between 89 and 95, property values slowly went down. Then it sort of leveled off a little bit, came back up, maybe between 95 and 2000. And then when 2000 hit, between 2000 and 2008, the market went crazy up, crazy up. And that's when anyone who owned real estate, if you owned a lot of real estate like I did during the years of 2000, 2008, I mean, I made multiple millions of dollars during that time frame, not by doing anything spectacular, just by owning real estate. The real estate went up like crazy.
0: So you you, you know, Phil, I, I it's funny. You, you know, you say that you know property values are going to start going down. In fact, we all thought property values were going to plummet when COVID first hit, and I had a different theory. And my theory was was seems to be what's happening, which is just like nine eleven. When nine eleven happened, the government flooded us flooded the the country with money, which is what's happening right now. And real estate prices rose and rose and rose. In fact, that's what I believe triggered the two thousand eight crash. And I believe we're headed for another one, but we might have two years, maybe three years before that happens. So it's actually a really good time to load up and uh, and wait, load up on cash, of course, but also load up on properties from people who are perceiving that the economy is going to go bad. Because those are the people you're going to get some good bargains from. Those are the people who want out.
1: Look, I mean, the last thing I really want to do is go back to Philadelphia and buy a bunch of properties there. (laughs) However, I might have to do it. I might have to. It's going to be like picking gold up off the street.
0: Corner. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And all these, all these amateur wholesalers are all going to go away. The, all, I mean, all the amateurs in this business. You know, it's funny. There's, there's a lot of amateurs in this business, which. Which, unfortunately, has also led to regulation. If you know the when I'm talking about the uh, wholesaling license regulation, which uh, we don't have all the information now. We're still waiting on the rest of the information on that.
1: Yeah, it's only four licenses. You only need four licenses to be a landlord. Yeah, yeah, in yeah Philadelphia. exactly.
0: Right, right, right. So it's a little it's a little tough in Philadelphia, but that's okay. I mean, there's 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 two places to invest in the world. One is Philadelphia, and one's everywhere else. I personally choose everywhere else, and that's just unfortunate for people who who you know want to have their neighborhoods rebuilt by real estate investors are coming to make it nice and oh, then there's the other side where by the way this the word gentrification has become a bad word you know that right
1: uh yeah people improving properties spending lots of money to improve an area yeah that's terrible
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's just horrible i mean how dare somebody improve a property and make it better i, I how, just
1: don't understand it how dare somebody buy a uh dilapidated property right. that, fix that's, it it's about to fall down spend tens yeah. of thousands of dollars to make it look beautiful to attract a uh, a person who can afford it and improve the quality of the neighborhood from a visual aspect as well as from a personal one.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a horrible thing this thing. Yeah, you know, my,
1: my... we landlords yeah. oh, I'm ashamed of myself. I know right, exactly. Being in this business.
0: Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, think about this, right? If it wasn't for gentrification, we'd all be living in caves right now. Good point. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, what else we got?
1: So, what do you think's going on with the bank? Why is Univest? Oh,
0: Univest. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I, I happen to I happen to that happens to be my branch. <laughs> that yeah. Univest Bank. And by the way, I did you
1: uh, notice just, the two
0: just, dumpsters out j- there? Just a just a quick plug for them. They happen to be a really great place to go if your properties are in trust because they will. They're one of the few people who will finance properties in a trust, which is great. And we teach people how to how to go into trust, so we use an bank. Anyway, that branch um, <laughs> does not have my favorite manager, though. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's because of her that they had to go to all driving. But my guess is what's happening is everybody else is starting to realize, just like them and everyone else, that, hey, we really didn't need to open up the branch. We really don't need to open it up anymore because... Look what we did during COVID. We Nine months that we've had no, you know, the doors don't open. We don't have to go in. So everybody has to be driving now.
1: Yeah, I still don't really understand why you would have two dumpsters out front and why you'd be totally renovating the whole branch. Maybe we'll see when it's finished. Maybe they could
0: put eight, eight, eight aisles of uh, driving instead of two. That may be why.
1: So it's going to be interesting to see what they actually finish building there.
0: Yeah, and I'd also imagine they would still have some offices in the front that by appointment only. Which is what they are now. They're all by appointment only. I I uh, I did one of a home equity line of credit a couple of weeks ago, and I had to go in there. And uh, it was funny. I walk and I knock on the door, and she comes in. She goes, "Do you have a mask?" I go, "No." Here's one. And I mean, not even like, not even, not a question. Just here's one. Hands me the mask, and I walk into the seat and I sit
1: down. So let's talk about why they might do it. Yeah. One of the reasons I was thinking was maybe they're concerned about additional waves coming. Like I predict that there'll be another uh, comeback of COVID, but this time it'll be version 23. And it'll happen right around the next uh, election period, two years from now.
0: You think so? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's going to repeat
1: itself every two years. Dr. Fauci, I'm sure, will come out and say that. The you don't need masks, you do need masks, you don't need masks, you do need masks, guy. And then every two years, uh, the virus will rotate back into America right around the time when there's an election.
0: Yeah, exactly. By the way, if you want to call in and talk about this or masks if you want to or the bank.
1: So maybe maybe part of the reason that the bank is thinking that they uh, have some kind of advantage in the event that another pandemic comes through. Yeah, maybe. It's the only thing I can think of. Why would you go through renovating a building for that purpose? Hey, just want to let
0: everybody know that you can call in right now, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. And of course, if you want to come to a complimentary class this Thursday, we will be teaching you real estate investing, stock options trading, how to make money, how to save in taxes, how to live with the new Biden economy. You can just go to Investorschooling.com, Investorschooling.com. This Thursday night, complimentary class. It's free, and it's a real class. It's not a sales pitch. We actually, You will actually be sitting in a class that we will be teaching our students. Whatever the topic is at the time, you'll be learning that topic. 855-939-1137, investorschooling.com. All right, what else we got? You want to keep going? Let's, Let's go one more before we go to a commercial. How's that?
2: Okay.
1: All right. Why don't we talk about can you wholesale lease options?
0: I like that. That's actually fun. Wholesaling lease options.
1: Tell me, you've done it before?
0: I, I actually have not. Uh, I've not done it, but we, you know, we do teach it, and we have some people who've done it. I just, I, it's just not it's just not for me. I'd rather, I, I don't even like wholesaling anymore. But I'd rather not, I'd rather not wholesale a lease option. But it's just my thing. It's not that it doesn't make money. You want to talk about how it's done?
1: Well, uh, I've never done one, but I guess as I was writing this question, it occurred to me. That you can wholesale anything. Absolutely. Okay, you can wholesale a doghouse. You can wholesale a dog. You can wholesale a car. You can wholesale a house. You can wholesale a contract. You can wholesale anything. So it's really just a general word. that means you're, you're getting something uh, off market or, or however you want to describe it. So I suppose you can do it. I mean, there's a guy who wrote a book about it. I read it. It's really not a book. It's more like a, uh, a pamphlet. It's quite light, and I read it, I, I, you know, I figured, yeah, 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 it just kind of occurred to me somewhere during reading the book that, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, you can wholesale anything.
0: Yeah, right, and, and just those wholesale lease options are pretty easy. You know, you find somebody who has a building for sale or a house for sale, they can't sell it, you go to them and say, listen, I'll tell you what, I'm going to lease the building from you if you give me a, you know, a, the opportunity to lease the building from you and, you uh, and, in three years, uh, have a lease. Have an option to buy the building for whatever price we say, and then you take that option, that lease option, and you sell it to somebody else, or you put a tenant in there. You have the tenant give you the ten thousand dollar down payment, which is what you would keep as the, as the wholesaler, and then you introduce him to the to the uh, seller or the landlord, and then it goes on from there. But I just bought a building from a lease option that failed, where the where this actually happened, where they they hosted the lease option, the person in the middle, uh, I don't know, just made a mess of the whole thing. The um, the tenant actually couldn't couldn't buy the building, and the landlord was now stuck with the building, and he wanted to get out of it. And I actually just bought a building because of that, because because of that mess. I'm kind of like you know the new guy. I kind of was the hero stepping in to try to save the day for the, both the landlord and the tenant, and I gave the tenant a little bit leeway on that lease option that they that they already paid for, even though I didn't have to do that.
1: Well, another thing you can do is anytime you drive by a property that has a rent sign out front, you should call it. Absolutely. Because you could lease option an apartment. You could lease option the whole building. You could lease option anything. Now you have an asset that can be potentially wholesaled or rented for a higher price where you make the spread. There's so many different things you can do with it. I mean, that's the fun part about real estate is it's, it's really limitless. It's problem solving.
0: Yeah. You know, we're, you know, Phil and I, are the school is expanding. We're looking at a second building for our headquarters. And sure enough, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this, you know, and we will talk to you more about that when we do expand. Anyway, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. Go to InvestorSchooling.com and you can take a complimentary class and we will go to a commercial right now and tell you more about that.
1: Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class in Langhorn this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So get your butt to this meeting, 7 p.m. this Thursday night, Langhorne, Investorschooling.com
0: Hey everybody, it's Larry Sinus from Investorschooling.com You heard my partner Phil Falcone tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at seven o'clock in our Langhorn headquarters. Go to Investorschooling.com. Pull over right now, take out your phone and go to Investorschooling.com. RSVP right now, Investorschooling.com. See you Thursday.
1: I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. I got a question for you. What do you get for $4.95 a month at Executex Suites? You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone number. You get the fax number. You get the internet. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you, whether you're in the office, in your car, or at home sleeping on a couch. You get the conference rooms. You get the mailboxes. You get the printer, the copy, the scanner. You get the janitorial service, the utilities, and free coffee. I know it's hard to believe that you could get all those things for $495 a month, but it's true. 67 Buck Road in Huntington Valley, Executech Suites. Give us a call 215-942-7701. 215-942-7701. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. And I'm Phil Falcone from InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, what are we going to teach him this Thursday night, Phil? We're going to teach you how to invest in real estate so you can build a basis to get rich.
0: And I promise I'm going to teach you stock options. So go
1: to InvestorSchooling.com and RSVP right now. Right, Phil? We've been in this business for 30 years. We have amazing amounts of information to share with you. Get your butt to this meeting this Thursday night in Langhorn. InvestorSchooling.com.
0: Welcome back to Investor Schooling Live. I'm Larry Snyder. I'm here with my
2: business
0: partner, Phil Falcone, and we are the founders of Investor Schooling. And we teach people how to invest in real estate, how to invest in the stock market, how to make more money, and how to pay less taxes. If you don't want to pay, if you don't want to make more money and pay less taxes, change the channel. If you want to learn how to pay less taxes and make more money, come to Investor Schooling this Thursday night. Go to InvestorSchooling.com, and you'll have a complimentary class. You don't even have to pay for the class that will teach you how to make more money and pay less taxes. If you want to call in, if you have any questions on anything that has to do with money, real estate, stock options, stock market, anything, 855-939-1137. 855-939-1137.
1: What else, Phil? I think you got the wrong phone number on the, uh, on the Anthony iPad. It says 839. It's 939. Oh, is that what I'm doing? I think that's what you're doing.
0: I keep saying 839 instead of 939.
1: No, I'm not saying no. you're saying it. It's typed incorrectly on the screen.
0: Wait, what is the phone number? It it's... is 939-1137.
1: Yes, it is. And Wait. Okay.
0: I... Oh, no, I was checking. I know why you... That's something else. I got you. All right.
1: So, <laughs> with Zoom now the household word, what will happen to office buildings?
0: Yeah. So it's pretty clear that office buildings are going to become a problem because everybody's going to start working from home. I've obviously been, been working from home for nine months, and, they're all, and the employees are going to realize that everyone can work from home. So what do we need office buildings for? So I know a guy who owns 47-unit uh, <laughs> 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 executive suite center who you know, he's probably hurting right now. By the way, that guy is sitting right across from me. Hi, Phil.
1: I'm Actually, no, I'm not hurting. Would really? you believe we only have five vacancies?
0: Really? Then that's unusual, right? Uh, no, your turnover is high on that because they, people come in temporary, well, there, right?
1: There are some temp people who come and go, but at this moment, we have five vacancies out of 47, which is that's great. That's great, yeah. So it looks like that Terry Falcone lady is doing a wonderful job of managing that building. Who's
0: Terry Falcone?
1: That would be my wife.
0: Wait a minute. Not only is that your wife, but I heard a rumor that you're going away today for your anniversary.
1: That's right. My anniversary is the Super Bowl. It's the only date a man cannot forget.
0: But the Super Bowl is a different day every year. How could that be? Because that's
1: my anniversary, no matter when it is. (laughs) If they held the Super Bowl in July, that would be my anniversary.
0: You know, maybe next year with COVID, they might just do that.
1: Once the a, once a Super Bowl comes around, I start getting very romantic. Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: man. You
1: know I. I <laughs> you better stop me here because I might say something else <laughs> that gets me in trouble.
0: <laughs> does, does, does being on the radio get you excited for your anniversary?
1: No, the Super Bowl does.
0: Oh, okay. That's fine.
1: The Super Bowl makes me frisky is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, I got it. I, you know, I'm just wondering, I'm, you know, okay, I, I'm um, maybe, maybe you're lucky and Terry's not listening to the show right now and, you know, and, and you'll still be able to uh, take advantage of that. <laughs>
1: maybe. <laughs> all, right. all
0: right. Let's get back to real estate and stock options.
1: Okay. Here's a couple of questions for you. Why stock options versus stocks? Yeah. That's a great question, actually. I have a lot of people ask
0: me that question. So the real difference between stock options and stocks, first of all, stocks are Great. I mean, if you want to invest in stocks, you want to put, and you want to have a good buy and hold portfolio of stocks, that's fine. But buy and hold portfolio of stocks, you want to buy good companies, take the, buy the stocks, put it in a drawer somewhere and just never look at it again. You'll do all right. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll average seven to 10% a year if you have a good, good diversified portfolio. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with seven to 10% a year. The difference with stock options is stock options is you could leverage some serious amount of money and make serious amount of money really fast. Of course, of course, I must put the disclaimer in that says that you can also lose serious money very fast, too. If you don't know what you're doing, I'm not going to tell you that we're going to teach you a way that you're never going to make a bad trade. You're going to make bad trades, but you will definitely be able to uh, make less bad trades and make more good trades when you learn what we teach you. But you'll leverage money. I mean, we're doing some stuff that – what What'd you make this week on – you had one play you made this week with what, like 48% on one play? What was it?
1: I sold Zoom for a $7,000 profit yeah, that's yesterday. Awesome. That's yesterday.
0: Awesome. That's an awesome play.
1: So, I don't know where my numbers are right now. Probably about, I'm pushing 80 grand.
0: Yeah, for the year, right?
1: For the year yeah, so far. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You yeah, know? It. It's like, wow. I mean, when you
0: are know? you going to make that kind of money?
1: You know, the, I'll tell you when I'm going to make that kind of money. Four times a year.
0: Yeah, I, when at, earnings, make, at least. right. At earnings yeah, period, right. 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 right? right. Earnings season. I yeah. mean,
1: there's there's... People people think that it's it's gambling. People who have no knowledge of the stock market and they think it's gambling. But there are some really clever things that we do here that are excellent percentage chance of succeeding marvelously. So you have marvelously? to co- you have to come and learn about it. So get your butt to Investor Schooling Thursday night at seven o'clock. That's right, this Thursday night you can come to Investor Schooling. All what? you have to do is go to InvestorSchooling.com and let us save yourself a seat. Put your what, name in What are they going to learn? What are they going to learn? They're going to learn about real estate investing and stock option investing.
0: That's awesome. Do you think that would be a good thing for them to learn?
1: I think it's certainly a wonderful, life-changing event for most people.
0: So you know what? I just realized something interesting because I realized that you're one of my most successful students, right? I would say so. So you've often said that about me being one of your most successful students. Yes. How interesting is that?
1: It's pretty interesting. From, I'll tell you what, like, I, when I came to the school, when we opened up this school a little bit less than three years ago. Yeah. So we opened it up three years ago. This April 12th will be our the third year third anniversary. Year anniversary. Yep. I came here to assist with the presentations and the teaching of real estate investing. And I didn't know anything about stock option investing. and quite frankly, uh, you know, I had done stocks on my own in the past, and I did not have a lot of success. Now you lost a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and then what happened was I, by being here every night for the last three years, I learned the strategies that uh, that Larry and the stock option Sultan teach. And uh, that's right. We have two separate people here who teach stock options, Larry and the stock option Sultan. If you haven't met the stock option Sultan, oh, well, stock option Sultan. yeah, you really got to come and see him.
0: Matter fact, come in Thursday. You want to you...
1: play some stock option? Sultan yeah, you'll get,
0: you'll get a picture. Uh, you'll get a picture of this with the stock option Sultan when you come this week. So this is what it sounds like.
1: Stock Sultan.
0: Insulted. Hey, do you think that's you know do you think that could be racist?
1: Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I couldn't bit you in with that one, huh? <laughs> no. Okay, so tell you what I think about stock options now, three years later. I can guarantee you I will never, ever stop trading stock options. Yeah, I agree. Never. It's awesome. It is incredibly awesome, and once you know how to do it, once you've invested the time, the effort, and the money to learn how to do it, you are golden for the rest of your life. You've got a golden goose. You just yeah, gotta no play the game. No doubt.
0: And yes, it's risky, I have to say it, because you know our attorney will say, Larry, you're making promises you can't keep. I'm not making any promises at all. I'm gonna show you my, I'm gonna show you what I did, I'm gonna show you my strategy, if it works for you, great, and if it doesn't work for you, don't worry about it. It's not for you. And we will have people, We, we I mean, we have a lot of students in the in school making a lot of money right now, and we have one or two how, who make make one trade or two trades and get scared and run away. And we have no problem with that. We totally get it. We're not going to encourage you to do anything you don't want to do, but we're going to encourage you to learn how to do this so at least you have some knowledge of it. And on top of that, you also learn the stock market. You know, learning learning how the stock market really works is really important because it, it's, you know, if you have any investments, and any investments might be something like, like uh, you know, like your four hundred one k plan, your normal four hundred one k plan. If you have any investments, you at least want to know how the stock market works and if, and why your four hundred one k has gone up or gone down.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just hand their money over to some manager who yeah. does with it. I don't know. You make five percent, six percent, seven percent, whatever it is you make. Minus a bunch of fees, yeah, which no one ever tells you about. They go, oh yeah, right. well, I made seven and a half percent last year, really, minus the twenty seven hundred dollars so, in fees you so got not, charged.
0: So here's the interesting part about mm-hmm. that. I, I have to do the math one day, but here's the interesting part: if you put a hundred thousand dollars into a, you know, whatever an account with a with a registered rep, which oh, I think these, these guys are rough. Some of them are really rough. But you put a hundred thousand dollars in an account with a registered rep, and you make seven percent. They now charge you two percent for their fees. But it's not two percent of the seven thousand. It's two percent of the hundred and seven thousand. So you made seven thousand, but you paid them—I don't know—twenty-four hundred, twenty-one forty, twenty-one, two thousand one hundred forty dollars. So if you, when you take that out, it's not a great return. It might be four percent, and most people don't catch that. That's that's a that's rough.
1: Thank you for that explanation.
0: I'm so glad that you liked it. <clears throat> I did. I can tell.
1: Why don't you answer the other question?
0: I, I don't want to answer any more questions. You don't like me anymore. I can see it.
1: Who said I don't like you?
0: Well, I don't know. You must be thinking about your honeymoon. Your honeymoon your, uh, you your, taught me. Your you, anniversary. You
1: taught year. me stock option investing, which I am eternally grateful for. So <laughs> don't talk, say it.
0: Well, you taught me subject too. We're okay. having a love fest here now.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not use that word again. Love fest. That, that could get us <laughs> kicked off the air. <laughs> All right, so...
0: (laughs) No, you said before we get you kicked (laughs) off the air. Love Fest will get you kicked off the air.
1: So listen, I wrote two questions here. One of them was, why stock options versus stocks? And the other one is, why an investor versus realtor? And in my mind, the answer to this question is the same answer, regardless of which question it do that one more time. There are two questions here. Why stock options versus stocks? The other question is, why investor versus realtor
0: hey I before we do that I got I got I have a special person on the phone hey Eli are you there here what's going on Eli I, I hear that you're like you're the greatest marketing person I've ever met
2: well you know you're the one that says that so I'm cool with that <laughs> Is that
0: cool? So, so Eli does some of our marketing. He's he's uh, he's got his own company. He's an awesome marketing company. Um, and I tell you what, you know, like so if you if you become a student at the school, you know, you get emails. All of our stuff is automated. I, I can't even explain what Eli does in, in five minutes uh, on the radio. But if you have a business and you want to get your business totally motivated and to, to be – honestly, to be as big as investor schooling has become in three years, you want to get a hold of this guy. Now, I don't know if you – I have no problem plugging you, Eli. If you want to give anybody who's listening a, uh, a, you know, a way to reach you and, find, and, and, and have them find out how you made investor schooling as big as it is, feel free to do that.
2: Hi, I appreciate it, man. So, yeah, um, easiest way to connect with me is go to connectwitheli.com, and it's E-L-Y, connectwitheli.com. And from there, you can find out all the information, connect with me, and all the social media sites, uh, find my website. I actually have an event coming up next week. Love to have somebody come join with that one. It's a lot of fun. It's called the Automate, Delegate, and Delete Live event, how to automate the stuff that you should be doing, delete the stuff that you can't be doing, and get rid of the crap you really shouldn't be doing anyway.
0: I love it. That's it's great. You know, so I've already I've already automated that by by telling you I'm going to come, uh, I, and I've deleted it by forgetting about it.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> hey, Eli, you have any cool questions on real estate or stock options or how to make more money?
2: No, actually, I was just listening in today. I just want to pop in, say hi, and, and let you know that that love everything that you're doing. From the side, the person that gets to see the behind the scenes, I just love the the results your students are getting have been phenomenal and you know so i want to just come and pop in say hi and thanks for letting me share for a minute
1: well, you must be up pretty early yeah that's right you're you're in uh, you're I, in
0: a crazy place right portland, i'm in right? portland
2: yeah i'm in, i'm in portland oregon right now and i'm actually up early it is 7:43 cuz i'm speaking at 8:15 uh for an event that's technically kind of sort of I mean, it's all virtual but it's kind of sort of in atlanta
0: how boring is a virtual event. Nobody even pays attention. They're playing video games on their on the second <laughs> screen of their computer while they're watching you.
2: Not the way you do Brandon. actually me. that's we're working on that. <laughs> yeah, we're working on that. I got some fun so stuff on I noticed on. that you Eli could, could when what?
1: he was talking, he used the C word and he's not in trouble with Anthony Dorenzo. Uh,
2: I don't I,
0: no, that's a different word than the word you you used. <laughs> you you use the S word. He used the C word that describes the same they're, bodily they're, function. To me, but one is, but one's what's a problem and was it not?
1: To me, they're both you, like a B level one.
0: Like, did you hear? Did you hear Phil make his faux pas this morning on on uh, you know when he used the S word? I,
2: no, that was before I got got a chance to check in here. Um, but yeah, I've done radio before, so I usually know how to uh, edit myself just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's
0: really, it's really, it's, there's uh, what is it? It's, I think it's um, seven words that you can't say. Uh, is that right? So this one is one of them. The next one is, and 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 the next one is. Right? I think I got all of them.
1: You might have left that one. Wow. But oh wait, wait, no wait, no yeah, pass. you're right.
0: That one. <laughs> All right, Eli, man. We love it when you call. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Go,
1: and good luck today. All right. So where I'm going with these two questions is, why stock options versus stocks? Why investor versus realtor? The answer to these, these questions is the same answer, which is because you can make more money.
0: Right. So if you're a real estate, real estate investor versus a real estate, by the way, real estate agents get on my nerves. They really uh, that's not,
1: let's not go there <laughs> i mean we've we've beat that pony to death like three four times already
0: <laughs> i'm just thinking about another another incident this week though well but, go
1: ahead lay it on me the incident yeah what the heck
0: oh it's i it's all right i'm, I'm just i I'm, you know it's just you know they <laughs> the guy's reading line by line the contract and why his why his uh and why his seller should relist his property right now because you know my client you know, whatever, sent the deposit to the title company instead of sending the deposit to, to his agency.
1: Who cares? So, hey, hey, let's talk about a realtor-related issue. Sure. Remember we, I asked you a question last night at dinner? Right. Why don't you uh, talk about that a little well, why bit?
0: Why don't you ask the question again? That, that way that will way refresh me. Because I know what the question was, but I want to make sure that everybody else online Right, knows. okay.
1: So uh, I have a property that I intended to sell to an individual. We signed an agreement of sale. Right. The the. the the client went out and did an inspection and came back asking for the world, okay? Right. And now we we no longer want to accept it.
0: Right, so, so basically you don't want to make the repairs, which right. is so, not uncommon, especially right. in this market.
1: Okay, so what is the appropriate response to that agent at this point?
0: So the appropriate response is, we're not gonna make any repairs if you'd like to continue to, to you know, if you wanna buy the property without the repairs, you can. So it becomes a choice. The, I mean, literally the contract, the, the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors contract that almost everyone uses, Basically says that it gives the it gives the uh, buyer a chance to do an inspection and then it gives the buyer a chance to respond to you and say hey listen we found this 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 and this and we'd like you to fix this than that and if you say no then the buyer it goes back to the buyer the buyer can decide I'm going to buy the, con- the house as is or I'm going to walk away from it and his losses is his inspection costs. And that's it. So you, so I actually did that last year. I think I was telling you that the other day. I did the same exact thing last year. I went to sell a property, and the same thing happened. I couldn't, I I couldn't come to terms with what they wanted. They thought they were nuts. You know, I thought what they wanted was nuts. I said, I'm sorry. If you want to buy the property as is, you can. If not, uh, I'm going to walk away. In fact, that property, I didn't even know if I wanted to sell it. It was one of those things. I put it up on, on, on online, got an offer right away, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, well, maybe I want to sell, maybe I don't. And the next thing I know, they they walked away from that deal. That property is now worth thirty five, forty thousand dollars more than they would have bought it for last year. So I'm okay with keeping it. Yeah, I'm
1: I mean, I've been there. on both sides of that coin, so I understand. I mean, you know, real estate investing is has a has a aspect of emotions to it, just like stock option stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: And, and learning how to deal with those emotions and make the right decision that's that's a big part of what we do.
0: And, and the most important thing is, obviously, everyone has to be happy, you know, and, and that's what that's what happens with us. All right, what else, man?
1: Oh, Lou, Lou just wrote "Iron sharpens iron." So
0: he wrote that a while ago, and he was talking about the fact that that you know, uh, I mentored you on stock options, you mentored me on subject two, and we, you know, and. And that's what he means by that. Wow, yeah. that's
1: pretty deep, Lou. Yeah,
0: that was that was. Uh, that was I, I don't was,
1: really yeah. know know Lou to be that deep, but yeah. that that that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's like pretty that. good. That's actually a Bible quote. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: No wonder I never heard or of it before. Part of a Bible quote, I
0: should say. But yeah, it
1: is. That I explains can... why I never heard of it before. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> All Thanks. right. why don't we talk a little bit about? Uh...
0: Our Stock Option Picks of the Week. Stock Option Picks of the Week? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. You want me to do what I did last week and yell at me again? Wait. Here, here it is. First of all, before we do the Stock Options Pick, we have to play the song.
1: Stock Options sold.
2: Stock Options
0: Oh, We did, by the way, before I go go in there, we did a great presentation the other day on covered calls. What that was awesome. And this week, of course, I made I don't know, I think I made something like $9,000 for it's it's free money. Covered calls are free money. If you have a if you have 100 shares of stock of any company or more 100 shares or more sell covered calls, it's free money. It's literally like it's literally like owning a, a a house. You paid 100000 for for example, and you're renting it for 700 bucks or 1000 bucks a month. You could literally do that with your stocks. And I'm telling you, if you don't know how to do covered calls, you want to come to Investor Schooling because you make free money. I think I made $9,000 free money this week, and my stocks were not taken away, and I love it. It's just great stuff. Anyway, let's get back to some interesting plays. I'm going to do what I did last week, and he's going to yell at me. Facebook, Apple, Facebook, Apple, Facebook, Apple, Facebook, Apple.
1: Why am I going to yell at you? What works, works.
0: I know exactly. Facebook, Apple, Facebook, Apple. So Facebook is slowly rising. And Facebook typically, and I got to be careful with this one because I want to make sure you understand that we got two things going on right now. We've got the typical February blues coming, which where typically stocks go down in February. But we also have the typical Facebook pop after earnings. So, And what I mean after earnings, I mean two or three weeks after earnings, Facebook tends to pop. So I'm looking forward to that happening. Um, You know, right now it's a 267. My out price would probably be about 280 at this point. Um, You could buy it. You could buy it on Monday, even at this price. I mean, it would have been great if you bought it a little bit earlier, but, you know, right around the 260 range, but I still think you're going to be safe. Technically, it's what I call no man's land. It's right between the low and the high, but... Only because I'm looking for that little pop, plus I also think it's going to be safe because I think by spring, Facebook will be in the 300s again, so... I, so. Even though it's counter to what I normally teach, not to buy at this at this range, no man what we what I call no man's land, I would still say it's a good play. I would get out at 280, or even if you know, even if you want to be safe, 278 would be fine too. And I would get out and then let it ride, let it do whatever it does, and wait for the next drop, which will probably come in about three or four weeks. For Facebook, I'm looking for the entire the entire s and and the Dow to drop. You know, maybe a good five to seven percent, maybe even ten percent in the next three weeks, and it's just temporary. Don't get don't get panicked over it. Just know it's coming. That would be one play for me. Also, I'm also a big believer in Apple doing the same exact thing. And here's another one that's kind of fun. And if you guys follow me, you know that Jay Nug is one of my one of my nemesis. But Jay Nug has turned into the greatest covered call play I've ever made. I've made free money off of JNUG week after week after week. In fact, this week I just made the least amount of free money off of JNUG. I made seventy-five hundred dollars free money off of JNUG this week. I literally sold a cover call on Friday. I might have even sold a cover call too low. I might have even if I waited till Monday, I might have even been better. But gold is moving crazy right now. It's moving down. It seems to be shifting down. But silver seems to be shifting up, which is funny because I've said this before, don't buy gold, buy silver, don't buy gold, buy silver, don't buy gold, buy silver. And all of a sudden, it's actually showing exactly what I said. Silver hit 30 the other day. It's sitting right around 26, 27 right now, and gold is right above 1,800, which is fine. But, you know, it, it, I would like to see gold move to 2,000, and it hasn't. So if it does move to 2,000, Jano is going to take off. It's still a great call. I like it as a call at this number at 101. Apple, as I said, 137 is also. Let me just take a quick look on here. It's also it's actually a little bit high, but I think it'll it'll go into the 140s again. It's another one that's unusual that I would I would actually tell you normally to wait for it to drop to 130, which would be a great play by the way. If you're one of our students, set your alert for 130. That would be a great play. I just don't think that's going to happen in the near future, and if you want to take a little bit of a a risk and play it out right now, I'd go out to 145, which again, if you're looking at the chart, is off the chart. So that would be just, it's just because I think Apple's going to pop. I think Apple's going to, I said this before, I think the same momentum that drove Tesla is going to drive Apple when people get tired of being in Tesla, because Tesla's peaked. It, It can't, it really can't go over 900 that quickly yet. It's, so, people are going to start moving to Apple and they're going to start making making that momentum play as well. You have one that you mentioned earlier that I really like. Which one was that? Uh, Zoom. Zoom, yes. Now, Zoom, and I'm curious because you've been playing this back and forth. What is your current in price? <clears throat> I really I, I like
1: getting into Zoom in the high 300s, yep. right? Yeah. Obviously, lower the better, but. Yeah. If you can get into it when it's in the 300, so it kind of floats around the 375 range to 475 range. It has an all time 52 week high of like 588, right? I'm not looking to get anywhere near that. Of course. But. I think riding it from uh, a 375 to a, to a 450 is an awesome play.
0: Absolutely. As and matter of fact, I, you got out early. You got out of 410, 420, right? Well,
1: the one, first time I got into it, I got in at 375. I got out at 418, and I was thrilled. I made like $20,000 off yes, of it, nice, and then fair. I watched it go all the way up to, to almost 500,
0: that's awesome, man. Yeah, but that's okay because you yeah. made money. Nobody ever yeah, taking sure, a profit. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'm looking to turn. I agree with you. I think 375 would be fantastic. And I think you know if it drops again even if it drops, if you bought at 335 and it dropped more than 350, just add more, because I think you it's a it's a uh, absolute winner. Uh, and it has a great pattern. I'm looking at the chart right now. It has a great three-month pattern that shows that it absolutely has what we look for, which is ups and downs. You know, when you're trading stock options, you're looking for something different than when you're buying stocks. When you're looking for stocks, you're looking for good companies, and it's a totally different strategy. You're looking good for good companies that you know are going to be making money in the future and know going to be coming out with new products, whatever it may be. Zoom happens to float up and down. It has a great it has a great pattern for a stock options trader. If you want to go look at it yourself, I, we you know we, we look at these charts all day long. If you want to go look at yourself, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. And if you come to Investor Schooling this Thursday, if you go to investorschooling.com, you can RSVP at investorschooling.com. Be here Thursday for a complimentary class, and you will see charts like this and why we think they're great charts.
1: You know, there's something else that I like about Zoom. It has an earnings period that uh, okay, so it's March 1st. Right. All right. And all the big uh, companies like Facebook, Google, Microsoft, they have their earnings in April, right? So it gives you the opportunity to do some earnings plays, right? And then cash out on it, come back, and do some more earnings plays with some really strong companies.
0: Absolutely. In fact... You know, we got we're we're technically coming out of what 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 we call the dead. Actually, we're going it. Yeah, no, we're actually coming out of the dead zone right now, which means that it's actually a good time to pick it up.
1: How are you coming out of it?
0: Because we're at the uh, forty five days. Where are we? Oh, yeah. So we got three. weeks. I'm sorry, we got three weeks. So we're out of it. Yeah, we're we're far out of it. Actually, if you look at the chart, it actually shows yeah. that uh, two weeks ago we were in the dead zone. But yeah, so it's coming out. It's actually out, and we'll start to go up most likely. In fact, I would even say that. If you look at this right around Valentine's Day, interestingly enough, if you look at it right around Valentine's Day, if at any chance it's below 400, anything below 400, dive in because it's going to pop. It's going to pop big time before earnings. I think uh, I think we might be heading towards the end.
1: We might be. Why don't we take a minute and. Well, we Thank God, producer. We actually have,
0: what do we have? We have. Uh, we still have two minutes, right? I don't even know. Okay, Anthony, let us know how much we have on the on the uh, messenger because I have no idea what time we're supposed to go out today. <laughs> Are we having fun, though, Phil? We're always having fun. So if you if you, were, if so you what,
1: one if, of the things I want to talk about was what if we pinpointed premium companies that had earnings for these companies spread out in a manner for which we could use the same money to do an earnings play in early March, do an earnings play through the earnings period, which is exactly how long? A couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, typically earnings period is, I mean, normal earnings season is about
1: four weeks. It starts- Okay, so you've got a month every three months, right? Right. Pinpointing that here's Zoom, here's Facebook, right, I, I, here's I Google. And this way, if they don't have too many of the companies, the marquee companies that you're interested in using for an earnings play, if they weren't all at the same time, you could use the same money over and over again and just keep rolling it from earnings play to earnings play to earnings they play. They
0: actually call that a sector rotation. It, which and gives you... In this you, case, be uh, a earnings rotation, yeah. Which
1: gives you a wonderful opportunity sure. to uh, boost your account. I love it.
0: All right. I think we're... Uh, I think now we're close, right?
1: Okay. Thanks to our producer, Anthony Dorenzo for helping us out today. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor on this show, you can email us, info at investorschooling.com, info at investorschooling.com. Or even easier, you can just call 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. That's our phone number on the radio show. It's also a phone number that we answer during the week. So you can call that number anytime if you have a question about investor schooling. Remember, you are invited Thursday night, 7 o'clock. This Thursday night. This Thursday night at 7 p.m. When? Go to Investorschooling.com. Put your name and email address in so we can save a seat for you. 7 p.m. We're located in Langhorne. Our address is on the website, but I'll give it to you now in case you want it. It's 108 Corporate Drive in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. We are out of here.